With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shortliff. This show is heard on WBCQ of the Planet every Monday and Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to some of these shows on our YouTube channel and also Podomatic. And it is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. And this year's camp in 2021 will be held, same place it was held last year, at the Singing Hills Christian Camp, <clears throat> camp and Conference Center in beautiful Plainfield, New Hampshire, where it got down to like 7 degrees below zero yesterday. Uh, but it won't be that cold while we're there in July from the 18th to the 23rd. And... As we do every year, we have a great lineup of instructors, uh, including Alex Newman, Professor Willie Soon, Debbie Bacicalupi, and uh, Pastor David Whitney, Reverend Stevie Kraft, and uh, some others, uh, Jonathan Alexander, Attorney for Liberty Council, and hopefully Mary Grabar, who is the author of uh, a book on debunking Howard Zinn. So to learn more about our beautiful camp program, visit our website, campconstitution.net. Now, um, we lost a very good friend in the passing of Garrett Leo, the Patriot pastor. I knew Garrett since probably the late 1990s, maybe a little earlier. Garrett was an amazing man. Uh, he was a giant. Uh, in more ways than one, he stood at six foot seven, and he was a burly six foot seven, not a, uh, a thin six foot seven. Uh, he uh, was what known as the Patriot Pastor. He uh, revived something known as the Black Rope Regiment. He made that made that history historical uh, facts about the clergy during the War for Independence that they were known as the Black Rope Regiment, and the British greatly feared them because uh, not only were they Bible-believing Christian men who uh, were pastors of their churches, they also believed that there was a time to fight. And many of them actually not just prayed, but took up, as important as praying is, by the way, but led their men into battle. And uh, he used to uh, do, he was a uh, walking historian, uh, whatever American history, European history, and history in general, um, so I'm going to read his little uh, his obituary from the uh, that his wife put together. <clears throat> so anyway, he passed away. He was uh, born he was born July 22nd, 1948, and died just a few days ago, January 25th, uh, 2021, age 72. Garrett Lear, affectionately known across America and parts of the world as the Patriot Pastor, died in his home in Sanbornville, New Hampshire which only is about 45 minutes where I currently live in Alton, New Hampshire, during 25th, where he had lived for 16 years with his loving and devoted wife, Kathy, at his side. He was born Joseph Albert Willis II on July 22, 1948, in Boston, Massachusetts, the first and only son of Albert W. Willis and Shirley 
Vienna Willis, or Wills, I'm sorry. Most of his early years were spent in Lexington, Massachusetts, and Northampton, New Hampshire. He was predeceased by his parents and also his younger and only sibling, Susan Ruth, Mr. Heasy, who died in 2018. He attended Lexington schools until he was inducted in the Corps of Cadets at Valley Forge Military Academy, Wayne, Pennsylvania, in 1965, graduating with honors in 1967. He was a member of the National Honor Society and various other scholarly and sports societies. While there, he was a member of the Anthony Wayne Legion Honor, guard being number one in the standing. He was chapel vestry and sang in the choir. Of course, Anthony Wayne is the, known as Mad Anthony Wayne, General of the Revolutionary War. Garrett graduated from Vanderbilt University with a B.A. in 1971, where he was active in sports, fraternity life, Delta Kappa Epsilon, a campus student leader, and a well-recognized media personality in Nashville. He served in the U.S. Army and was discharged with an honorable medical discharge from the officer court Fort Bragg, North Carolina, ending his attendance for an Army career with the 82nd Airborne. He moved to California in 1971 and continued in the entertainment and media industry, uh, adopting the professional name of Garrett Lear while attending various Christian ministry schools, becoming ordained in 1973. And uh, John McManus of the John Burke Society interviewed him in the New American Magazine. I think it was the early, I can't remember when it was, but uh, Garrett, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, he did some stunt work in Hollywood, and what's the reason why he changed his name? Um, In 1975, he moved to Maui, Hawaii, where he was an avid hunter, fisherman, scuba diving instructor, and tour guide. There he married his first wife, now deceased, Annette Villarin, with whom he had four children, one deceased and three foster children. Um, In 1980, Garrett began full-time Christian missionary, launching the Well of Living Water Christian Missionary Ministries and Fellowship. He graduated from Project 714 and ministered in jails, rehabilitation centers, and schools all over America, especially Teen Challenge. He had many spiritual sons and daughters and was an advisor and mentor to people from all walks of life, particularly leaders in government, medicine, and education. He traveled extensively, holding services including gospel and patriotic music concerts in all 50 American states most of the provinces of Canada, and some in Eastern Europe. He pastored churches in Alaska, Hawaii, California, and New Hampshire, as well as being, as well as being an interim pastor at many locations, including Fort Nelson, British Columbia. He hosted a well-received radio program, Water from the Well, that aired on a variety of stations. He was a popular guest on radio and TV programs and published dozens of articles in numerous publications. In 1987, his radio broadcast even reached Siberia. He was known as a person with a passionate and well-articulated Bible worldview and over the years amassed an extensive personal library of which he was very proud. In 1992, Garrett founded the Patriot Pastor and the Heroes of the American Liberty, a black world regiment for the 20th century. He was one of the early pioneers in the homeschool movement, the Tea Party movement, and We the People. He was one of the founders of the New Hampshire Alliance, Cornerstone Policy Research, National Day of Prayer, the Presidential Prayer Team, Calling All Mayflower Descendants, Pastor's Prayer Summit, Micro Farmers of New Hampshire, and a familiar figure at various parades. He was an officer of the National Sons of National Society uh, Sons of the American Revolution, known as the SAR. I think there's a little error there. 
Uh, in fact, he was the one who motivated me. He and uh, another friend who since passed away, Don Cusser, motivated me to join the Sons of the American Revolution. He served on the National Chaplains Committee of the SAR and holding various officer positions with the Massachusetts and New Hampshire societies, where he was highly decorated, having been awarded the Patriot Medal and the Roger Sherman Award with Oak Leaf Cluster. He also served on the uh, Henry Knox Color Guard for the Massachusetts Society. He was inducted in the Lexington Minutemen in 2016. He was a member and instructor of the National Heritage Center for Constitutional Studies, third generation member of the American Legion, member and of or active in the Bunker Hill Monument Association, New England Genealogical Society, New Hampshire Historical Society, All Things Mayflower, Hemp and Run Gun Club, White Birch Armory, NRA, New Hampshire Coalition of Gun Owners, Camp Constitution, Seacoast Pro-Life Network, Options for Women, New Hampshire Right to Life, March for Life, March for Jesus, Full Gospel Men's Fellowship International, Women Aglow International, Promise Keepers and Oath Keepers. He received the Father O'Connell Award, a Lifetime Achievement Award given by New Hampshire Right to Life. As a board member for Lokahi Pacific Corporation, he was presented with a Golden Gavel Award. He graduated in California from the PACE, Personal and Company Effective Program. At various times, Garrett was ordained by different Christian denominations and accepted for ministry in dozens of Christian retreat centers. In 1981 and 1982, he received degrees in pastoral counseling and Doctor of Divinity from the Gospel Ministry Institute in California. I'm almost done, folks. You lived quite a life here. In 1995, he received an award of sincere appreciation from the congregation he passed in Northampton, New Hampshire. Also, Family Research Council's Watchman on the Wall Award. In 1996, Daughters of the American Revolution Multimedia Services Award 2010, Hampton Rod and Gun Club 2012 Special Recognition Award, the National Center for Constitutional Studies Loyalty Award 2007, and I am also affiliated with that uh, great group, and several awards from numerous, uh, yeah, from numerous Rotary Clubs. Garrett was an honorary founder of Second Timothy 315 Boy Scout Troop. Uh, regardless of the many awards he was given, serving was Garrett's greatest joy. What meant the most to him and what he appreciated most were the cards and letters he received from men, women, and children thanking him for helping them with various life situations. His final reflections included, I have lived a life that most people can only dream of or see in a magazine. It has been a very full life and I have no complaints. Being a servant of King Jesus and service to his people has been my passion and joy. His favorite scripture was Acts 7.28, uh, 7, 7, uh, I'm sorry. And the service will be held uh, this coming Saturday, a memorial service, or as they say, homecoming service, just down the road from me here in uh, Alton. And if you're listening to the show and you actually know, uh, would like to, uh, if you're listening in the area, you're welcome to come to the um, Community Church of Alton, 20 Church Street, Alton, New Hampshire. You can also watch the live stream service at www.ccoa. ALTON.com. So that's Community Church of uh, Alton. CCOAALTON.com. And that's going to ha happen on Saturday, <clears throat> February 6th at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But um, Garrett uh, was a, a, an incredible man. I mentioned somebody, uh, he's one of the top 10 of the uh, men I've had the honor to know. And uh, have, uh, some of those, some of those folks have passed, uh, but um, uh, he's uh, 
He was an amazing man. He was an instructor at Camp Constitution from the very beginning. Our very first camp was 2009, and he met us on Lexington Green in Lexington, Massachusetts, where he gave a great uh, tour, historical background. Uh, he was a regular over the years. He spoke on different topics. And his last year at camp was last year. He spoke about the uh, Pilgrims, the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower, landing of the Mayflower. He was, like myself, a Mayflower descendant. And if you call him, uh, called his, uh, and he got his answering machine, he would always say, uh, you would always hear him say, someone has stolen my country, and I want it back, and I want it back now. And he used to start and end a lot of his presentations with, they will, uh, will have no other king but King Jesus. And that was the battle cry of many of the American soldiers in the War for Independence. And what, he, what that, that meant was that Jesus Christ was king. We, didn't, we don't have any other king. We don't have a king. King George III was not recognized as a legitimate king, uh, but King Jesus was. And um, as I mentioned earlier, he did motivate me uh, to become a member of the Sons of the American Revolution, motivated my son, and he uh, was he was with the Henry Knox Color Guard, and so it was very interesting. It was a lot of uh, very exciting to see him in the parades. And uh, on our YouTube channel, you will see a video. It's probably about four years old of the Henry uh, of the the uh, Patriots Day Parade that uh, that takes place in Concord, Massachusetts, during uh, to honor the Battle uh, of Lexington and Concord. And he was there marching the marching uh, the members of the Color Guard in their colonial attire. Very, very, very well done. And he got ill a few years. He was in a terrible accident. His jeep, um, his jeep overturned. He had a broken neck. He did recover from that, but he had kidney failure the last couple of years. But you, you, you even to see him, you you wouldn't know it. He uh, when he recovered, even when he was at camp, he looked pretty good. But um, but he's he passed away. He's at a better place, and he's got a rich legacy. And I recommend people uh, if you just put in the Patriot Pastor in your search engine, you're going to find all kinds of things. You go to our YouTube channel, you'll find lots of videos. Uh, that his uh, we have a playlist with Garrett's uh, presentations, and uh, we also have um, uh, he's been a guest on the show over the years. And most of it, I would say everything he's done is timeless. Uh, whether it's a history, uh, history back, historical background, a lesson in history, um, you would talk about contemporary issues, but even so, they were just it's timeless information. Uh, his website, let's see, I believe the Well of Living Water, and um, let's see, here, let me make sure I get it right. Yeah, in lieu of flowers, donations are encouraged to be sent to the Well of Living Water. Christian Ministries and Fellowship, or you can just put the Well of Living Water, 66 Buttercup Lane, Wakefield, New Hampshire, 03872, and that's his, um, that's his, that's actually his home address, or was his home address. I think the website is the Well of Living Water, or you just put in Pastor Garrett Lear, and you'll find not only his website, but many of his uh, writings. We actually, uh, we published a book it was uh, a collection of articles by Garrett, as well as uh, some by Reverend Stevie Kraft, and we call it America's 
uh, dynamic duo, uh, and then Camp Constitution's dynamic duo. And in this presentation, I, when we upload it on Podomatic, I will post that picture of Garrett Lear and Reverend Stevie Kraft. Garrett and Stevie is a giant, but but physically he's not such a giant. <laughs> He's an imposing man in many respects, but uh, but but physically, next to Garrett, he was pretty small. But uh, anyway, I'm going to post that picture. It was a great picture. I know that when Reverend Stevie Kraft and Garrett would would collaborate at camp uh, on a class, Reverend would say something like, uh, "If you mess with the Rev, you got to deal with my little brother." And then Garrett would come over, and you know, Garrett's about a, two feet taller than Rev. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite a thing. It was great. But he'll be, he'll be missed, but never forgotten. And uh, uh, we just want to keep Kathy in our prayers, as well as the, the members of the family and all the close friends. Uh, they lost a wonderful friend, but uh, they'll have these great memories. And you know, our motto is uh, honoring the past, and um, and the past is the not not necessarily the distant past, but the very near past. You know, so we do remember uh, honor the memory of. Uh, the great people that have come through our ranks over the years and have since passed. So, uh, Garrett, you will be missed, but never forgotten. So now I want to talk a little bit about the Article 5 issue. It's sort of rearing its ugly head again. Um, Article 5 of the Constitution, the Article 5 Convention, to be more specific, or the some people refer to it as the CONCON, the Constitutional Convention. And... Let me a little background. There are two ways to amend the U.S. Constitution. Some people say three ways that Congress will do whatever it pleases anyway. You know, that's not officially amending it. That's just ignoring it. Uh, like this notion of impeaching somebody who is no longer in office. It's just ridiculous. Uh, but that's how bad the, uh, we, uh, the members, mem many members of Congress, the leadership, the far-left Democrat leadership uh, that run Congress now, that's how bad things are. They, they're impeaching somebody who is not even in office. I suppose they can impeach George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Uh, maybe we should impeach Obama, too. Why not? Just, we're going to jump on this stupid bandwagon. But anyway, let me get off that for a second. Let me talk about Article 5. So uh, our founders were very, very wise when they gave us this Constitution. They made it very difficult to amend it. They didn't make it impossible to amend it. They made it very difficult. The first ways to amend it, or first way to amend it, is for the House and Senate, the U.S. House and Senate, by two-thirds majority, uh, pass the amendment. And then it goes to the states for ratification. And or uh, So you need three-fifths of the states or state ratifying conventions. So Congress can call... Instead of having the state legislators, they can call for state ratifying conventions. And that was done with the 21st Amendment, which uh, repealed the 18th Amendment, uh, the prohibition, the, uh, made it illegal to distribute alcohol across state lines and manufacture except in you know, public or personal or private consumption. Um, so, uh, so the 21st Amendment, and the reason why Congress did that is because they knew there were a lot of dry states, and they knew they would have trouble getting the three-fifths of the states. So they made ratifying commissions, uh, conventions, sort of, sort of, sort of circumvent state legislators. So uh, that's the only way, the only method that we've used to add amendments. 
and they made it. They made a super. They made the super majority. And if they didn't, we would probably have a hundred amendments, or maybe even a thousand amendments on the Constitution. It, it, we wouldn't recognize it. It's been amended out of existence. Uh, the other way is for two thirds of the states to apply, not call. The states do not call. They apply for a convention, and then Congress's job is to make sure those applications are uh, are copacetic and then they would actually call for the Article 5 Convention. Uh, we have we've come very close to having those uh, two-thirds of the states, and some argue that we already have that since uh, many of the applications are called for specific things. Of course, many states have rescinded many of their calls, uh, or I should say applications. Uh, New Hampshire, where I live, uh, in 2010, I was part of that uh, effort to rescind all of its applications. I think there was about a half a dozen, and they did. Now, there are some will say, oh, you can't rescind once you make the application. Well, why can't you rescind? Something that's been on the books for 100 years or 50 years, uh, of course you can rescind it. I mean, states can rescind uh, just like they can rescind their uh, ratifications of uh, an amendment prior to its passing, of course, and the states have done that. Uh, I think there was a few that that, that passed uh, the um, Equal Rights Amendment, and then as they learned more about it, they ended up um, rescinding that before they got the two-thirds. And I think there's a few other amendments that uh, happened that way, too, maybe the 15th Amendment, but I, I, can't, I have to look it up. Anyway, so uh, there uh, and I've, we've talked about this uh, uh, in past shows, we've had guest experts on the subject, but it's been a little while. Um, one of the key organizations, or lobbyist groups, that is pushing for an Article 5 is called Convention of States, led by a man named Mark Meckler, or founded by Mark Meckler, who used to be with the U.S. taxpayers, uh, I'm sorry, U.S. Tea Party patriots, and in 2011 or so, he started this Convention of States, and <clears throat> one of his very first articles, he trashed uh, Phyllis Schlafly, refer, referred to her as some like old withered hand or something like, you know, took a, took a jab at her age. She has since passed away. Um, and uh, they they have a tendency, their, their um, advocates, their members, supporters have a tendency to um, smear all of their opponents, uh, especially their conservative opponents. And <clears throat> I know that uh, when you when you go to a hearing at a state house, you should stick with the issue of Article 5. Is it a good convention, a good thing or a bad thing? But what they do is they try to attack the opponents. You know, they try to poison the well. So when uh, someone testifies who's opposed to it, oh, well, this person must be evil. They must believe that, you know, there's uh, the moon is made out of blue cheese or whatever. They just try to smear you. And if that doesn't work, you'll make up lies like uh, uh, back about five or six years ago. They lied about uh, a state rep, a state senator, Kevin Avard, saying that he took a bribe. Well, of course, it was a total lie, uh, and we caught him in it, and we got a tepid apology. I never got an apology, uh, but they got an apology to Kevin. Uh, he he did lose his seat, and uh, he got it back. Uh, but you know, when you lie about somebody, what's the saying that the, the lie can travel half around half half the world before the truth gets out the front door? Uh, and that's what happened. It's, and I can't say that he didn't win a seat because of that, but I'm sure it didn't help him. So, uh, so they're out again um, 
they've been passing, they've been getting resolutions introduced in various states. We held a hearing here in New Hampshire, and of course the hearings are uh, on Zoom. Uh, and we did post information about it on our Facebook page, Camp Constitution Facebook page, probably do a write-up about it. And we did an email blast. And there are some great uh, organizations out there, Great, some great ladies. Uh, Judy Kaler, whom I interviewed uh, probably about a year ago on the subject, she's on top of this. She will get where the resolutions have been introduced, in what state, the sponsors, uh, and then all the emails of the members of the committee that will be hearing the, uh, the testimony. And also, uh, if it passes at that level, then she will get another blast with the email addresses of the state reps or state senators. Well, uh, the Convention of States, has, with all the money they have, they have had trouble. I think they've only got about 16 states that have passed the, these uh, applications. And there are several of the states have sunset clauses, which I think kick in this year. So they're, uh, they're at, at it again. And you would think, let's just say for the sake of, even if it was something that we should do, maybe it's a good thing we need to add a couple of amendments. Look at the climate we're in. You would think that this would be the absolute worst time to hold a convention. We're on the brink of a breakdown. I don't like. I don't want to say civil war because when we think of civil war, we think of states seceding and setting up a separate government. I don't think we're heading to that civil war. This is an ideological civil war where it's not the state of Mississippi against the state of Massachusetts, but it's your neighbor your neighbor who has been indoctrinated to believe that we're evil, that the United States is an evil, racist nation, and it's illegitimate, and it should be destroyed. That's what we're up against, and that's far worse. At least uh, when you see someone don a uniform that's gray or blue, you have an idea who, who you're shooting at. But here we have this ideological civil war where if you vote a certain way uh, that the, the establishment doesn't like, not only are you vilified, but you may lose your job. You may be assaulted by the Black Lives Matter Antifa people who basically are the, the militia of the Democrat Party, sort of the SA. The Nazis had the stormtroopers. The, uh, the Democrat Party has Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Uh, as Biden said, Antifa is a, uh, what do you say, it was a, no, no, what did he say? It's an ideal. He said it's, it's an ideal, an ideal that shoots and that, that smashes and destroys and assaults people. And if they're not physically, go, they're going after you. For example, um, they'll, uh, they find out you're working for a certain place. They'll call the company up. They'll call up. They'll make postings on social media saying you shouldn't do business with this company because so-and-so works there or so-and-so owns it. Uh, like uh, not the owner of my pillow, you know, they're trying to uh, destroy him. Although they're not going to succeed, but that's what the things they do. A lot of people are just afraid to say anything, afraid to oppose it because of losing jobs or businesses or customers or what have you. So that's why I don't think having an Article Five convention, even if it would be ideal to pass an amendment or two in this format, you imagine the Democrats who will be at this convention, they want to repeal the Electoral College. They think it's racist. They think they want to do it. And if they do it, did away with it, this country would be run by the populations of Chicago and New York City and Los Angeles. And they're the ones that would have complete control over the country. The Electoral College, if that's abolished, the states with small populations would have absolutely no say. They would become basically serfs. And if you don't think so, 
Just look at the agenda of what Biden is doing with his executive orders. He's declared war on the American people. So uh, the notion of an Article 5 convention is bad. Even in the best of times, it's bad, and it's especially bad now. Uh, so I'm hoping that those who live in the United States that are listening to this show will take, will oppose it, learn about it. You can go to our YouTube channel. We have a playlist with lots of presentations. Robert Brown, for example, is uh, one of the top experts on the subject. Edwin Vieira, uh, Andy Schlafly uh, of um, the, uh, the uh, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. I have a, 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 a liberal professor that I interviewed from Georgetown University. The name will come to me in the, probably after I end the show. Uh, David, uh, first name is David, an honorable guy, and he's, uh, so there were some people on the left that opposed it, too. I should say liberals. I should make a distinction between leftists and liberals. Uh, David, uh, he said, uh, why, why do you oppose it? He says, we have the greatest, con- we have a great constitution. We should mess with it. And uh, that's really what it is. And, you know, the idea of adding amendments to the constitution will somehow rein in an out-of-control government is ludicrous. Anyway, uh, the show is over. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Sherliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.